For the Love of Teaching is a podcast brought to you by TeachData. We save teachers hours each week by bringing them quality, downloadable teaching resources for their classrooms. To make your classroom buzz, go to teachdata.com. Hey teachers, Bron here. Thanks so much for listening to For the Love of Teaching. Please rate and review us in the Apple Podcast app and help us to reach more teachers' ears. Joe, Mr. D. Dombrowski, is a grade five teacher and professional comedian who inspires kids to love learning with his quirky sense of humour. Follow him on Instagram at Mr. D times three. This is Friday Funnies with Mr. D. Warning, this episode of Friday Funnies is not for little ears. If you've got kids with you, save this listening goodness for later. All right, welcome back. It is Friday Funnies again, another week down, and I'm joined again by the lovely Mr. D. Hi, Mr. D. Hey. I love getting your emails because they always have really funny heading lines. Some of them I probably can't say on here, but my favorite one is, hey, girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You've got me down. Yes. (laughs) That's how I address you. Hey, girl. Hey, Ron. Hey, Bron. What did I said? Hey, Bronwyn. And you were like, Bronwyn? Uh-oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, we're back again. We're still, we're back at school. I don't know what's happening with forward planning for, you know, big events at schools at the moment in Australia. I'm thinking, yeah, we do have travel restrictions. So, a lot of students who are in grades where they would usually go on interstate camps or interstate travel with school it will have been cancelled definitely so that's really sad because a lot of kids in the last year of primary school go to Canberra which is our capital city and they go to like the Mint where the money's made and they go to Parliament government and they look at um, Questicon which is a big science facility and they do all this great stuff and those kids are going to miss out so that's really sad but I thought that we might just talk about school camps and experiences that you might have had while doing school camps with your students. Yes, let's please. Okay. So here in Australia, we have, um, I know like my son who's in grade five this year, but he went to grade four camp last year for three nights and then they build it up over the next few years. So in grade six, I think they go for four nights or whatever. And then in high school, of course, you go for a bit longer. But what's camp look like in the States? What do kids do for school camp there? So it's typically some sort of a celebration. So the most typical thing that you would see is it would be a fifth grader who's graduating from elementary school into middle school or some, some elementary schools go to sixth grade. So it might be a sixth grade group who's going into, you know, junior high. Yeah. And essentially you will go, there's two options. Some schools take their, uh, kids like very early in the morning and then they go all the way tonight, like have a bonfire, do the whole thing and come back at night. And they might even do that for one or two days in a row. And some schools will go like a Monday to a Friday to a Monday. Wow. And it will do the whole overnight thing. And yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Let me tell you. So (laughs) I've done it. I've done it both ways. Yeah. And I prefer to not do the sleepover part because although it's very fun and you can like drink a little wine with the teachers after all the kids go to bed. (laughs) Never happened. Although it's fun (laughs) is a little bit, it's like really 
okay, let me just put it this way. You have these big kids who think they're badasses all year, right? Who are tough and give you a run for your money. And they're just right. They're like that, right? And then sleep away camp comes and you have to be away from your mom. And they are crying. They miss their mom. They're gonna, they're afraid. They wet the bed. They do all this shit. I'm like, that's right. I'm like, that's right. Back down. You're not top dog yet. It's still me. I'm the queen of this classroom. You you still can't be without your mom. And you, you're afraid of the dark. So you shut your mouth up right now. I don't want to hear it. That's why I always thought that we should do camp in the beginning of the year, like the first couple days of school, so I could hold that over their heads like the yeah. entire time. So if a kid's like, I'm not doing that, I'm like, that's fine, because you still can't sleep without the lights off. So, got it. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? Like, don't. I, I, I definitely know. And it's so funny, because like when I found out <laughs> my little boy was going to camp when he was nine, I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't think we're ready for this. He's never spent a night away from home. He, I thought he was going to be terrified. The only thing he was worried about was because he's a very active athletic boy was that they weren't going to feed him enough food. So he oh, asked me to pack that- him crackers and snacks and muesli bars and protein bars and all this stuff in his bag because he was so worried because he eats so much at home. That and, would be um, me. <laughs> well, he's tall. Like, that's it. He's a tall kid. He's a growing boy. So when he got home, he was he was fine on camp, but he got into the car and he was absolutely exhausted. And I said to him, what time did you go to bed at nine? And I thought he was going to say eight or nine o'clock. And he said, both nights, um, the first two, two nights, it was after midnight. And I said, what were you doing until midnight? And he said, the four boys in my dorm were up after midnight doing fortnight dances. Oh. <laughs> I said, where were the teachers? And he's like, they were asleep. We were in our little room making up dances ne- next to the bunk beds. And I'm like, oh, dude, that's really dumb because I get them up at five to go for a beach walk. So yeah. <laughs> he was having like four and a half hours sleep. So, yeah. he that, was That happens too. They try it. They <laughs> try it. They try to stay up and they do all those stuff. So my whole thing too is I was like, I want these kids running as much as possible. Yeah. Run out, 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 out. If I, if I saw groups of kids like sitting down or whatever, I was like, up, 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 up. Like, let's <laughs> move that little took us around, baby. Let's get it going. Because when bedtime comes around, I want you out cold. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joe, let me tell you, the same deal applies when parenting. Seriously. The whole yeah, time yeah. we were in isolation, I was taking my kids on two-hour bushwalks and hikes because I was not going to be spending all day with them and then have them up all night as well. I needed some downtime. So I was like, we're going to walk and walk and walk until your little legs can't handle it. And then we're going to go home and sleep at a reasonable hour. But yeah, I think the teachers tried to do that with them. Yeah. I think that they had a very full day as well because he was physically exhausted, but exhausting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now, but so, okay. That camp, he stayed, he stayed overnight. You said, he with did. His, yeah. Okay. Yep. and now were there parents who chaperoned too, or was it just the teachers no, who were the no adults? parents though? It, okay. Parents are an absolute hard no. So people will try and volunteer and the teachers in, you know, I'm on the teacher's side here, even though I am a parent as well. The teachers will say, no, we got this guys. We got this because really, honestly, you don't need extra people there. They have teachers, they have teacher aides, they have staff. Um, the camp actually has its own staff. So the, the camp that he went to 
um, is a facility that's used by all of the schools and there are teaching mm. staff then. So it was like, like counselors, I guess. Like, yeah. so they don't need any parents. You don't have to go. It's all good. I think parents don't realize sometimes that like, love you to death and yep. definitely need you on my side. But like, sometimes you can make it more difficult than it's worth, especially yep. if there's too many and, you know, yep. parents like to insert themselves and, and also kids act a different, very different way when their parents are around and not always for the better. Yeah. But when we did sleepaway camp, we did it without parents. And I was like, thank God on the holy day, because I swear I could not deal with like these kids on me and these parents on me at the same time too. But then, <laughs> but then I actually think the all day camp was harder yeah. because the parents were with us. Oh, okay. Because I mean, like, let's just, okay. Bron, you know what I'm talking about. You know how when you're on a field trip and you have kids and their parent and their kid starts acting up and then you look at, you think in your head, like, who's handling this? Me yeah. or you? And yeah. then if the answer's you, you have to be strong enough to be like, this is how I do it with your kid. And if you're going to say something about it, like you, you as the teacher have to be fine with what you're going to do. So like a lot of the times when I would have parents on things like this, I'd just be like, that's on you boo like you trump me like i that kid did not come out of my pikachu that is yours so so i would just you know i would just be like no 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 handle it but that made it harder because let's i'm so sorry to say it a lot of the times yeah i i had the reins on the kid like i knew how to get the kids whoop, right back in shape yeah but the parents parents a lot of the times are just kind of like oh, it's fine, or, okay, yeah. you want to do that? Okay, it's like, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally know what you mean. It's that boundary where you're like, um, no, you don't want to overstep your mark and they don't want to overstep their mark, but someone has to deal with the behavior. So it's, right. like, it's very tricky, I know. And like, because I was an early years teacher, I had a pretty much open door policy for my classroom, but there's a time and a place. And if you're still at school at like 11 o'clock in the morning, you've been there for too long. And, I, and as a parent, I understand that too, because I used to always want to be there and see what was going on and all that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I think it's better for the students if they camp without parents and if they go on excursions, sometimes with parents, I mean, sometimes logistically you need more eyes on kids and parent mm -hmm. volunteers are like, your godsend in those situations if you're going somewhere really busy to a festival mm -hmm. or something like that but yeah it, it, it's a very fine line <laughs> to balance along when you're um you know under the watchful eyes of parents and it's not just even that they're there um observing it's also that you're facilitating for two groups you're facilitating the learning of your students but you're also addressing parent questions and needs and stuff like that too and um that can be really overwhelming because all you should have to focus on is your students like every other day. So, and then Bron, Oh my God, I had one year. I think I told you one year I taught at like a bougie school. Yeah. One yep. year, the rest, like my, I, I thrive in like kind of a rough and tumble sort of situation. So yeah. when I sold my soul to the devil and taught in a bougie <laughs> school, the parents wanted in, like they wanted in, for everything and I was just like I can't take you all I can't take you all so yeah. I remember I was like fine whatever the first the first kids to get me their um chaperone list and money 
You yeah. need both. This, you need your chaperone signature and whatever, and the money. The first kids to do it, boom. You'll yeah. those will be the chaperones. Mm-hmm. So it happened. I took the first ones that got in my hand. Bada boom. The amount of parents, um, sass. What am I? What am's the word? Sassing or sassing? Yeah, me, yep, yep. Yeah, the give, giving me giving me grief about yeah. it online. I was just like are you serious? Like your kid still gets to go on the field trip and Oh, I'm sorry. You want to go to the science center? Take them on a Saturday. Yeah. What? Like, I can't believe you're complaining. I I was like, what are you doing? Oh, that is so funny. I know. (laughs) Finally, it got to the point where I had to say to them, I was like, look, if you guys want to go, it's a public place. I can't stop you. Drive yourself. True. Admission and get in. But like, God, I was just like, don't, what like what is your deal here and i will say i will say that i have had some parents in the past who are very good about that yeah like and those are the parents that i end up becoming friends with later on down the road in real life yeah but because they just get it yeah they're like they're like what okay tell me what to do i'll do it and then i'm out of your hair it's just like thank you because one more parent is like one more body that you're responsible for. Oh, well, thank you so much for the last today. And thank you for sharing about your experiences with school camps and day camps. It's been great to chat to you and I hope to see you again next week. See you guys next week. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening to this episode of Friday Funnies with Mr. D. Don't forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast app so that you get the latest updates on all the newest episodes. If you love the podcast, Why not join us at one of our upcoming For the Love of Teaching live podcast events? Find more info at www.teachstarter.com forward slash events.